All right, we are here today on the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Letzbitter Jr., and my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, how's it going? It's going well, man. Going well. I'm excited. Today, we uh, we actually have a little of a, a little treat. We're, we're, we're back in the series of getting some old college friends on the show, and this isn't an AK side friend. This is just a college friend, someone that we've known since freshman year, and we get to see how she's doing. And I, I mean, she has an interesting personality that you guys will see. So I'm excited to bring her on board. Yeah, man. Um, for the for the for the, for the audience, uh, Shayna Douglas. She's a aspiring actress and uh, YouTube personality. So she uh, she is that a personality. So you guys will be excited. She talks a lot about the industry, how you can get into it. Um, what you may or may not expect from getting into the industry and how she, you know, plans to pursue her career moving forward. So it's a super interesting interview. Exactly. And I think one of the cool things that uh, she talked about that she didn't bring up was typecasting. I mean, we've all heard about it. We all kind of know what it is. She actually dives in and kind of gives her breakdown on what she can do to help get out that bubble that actors get put in sometimes. Exactly, man, and that kind of uh, leads me into a show that I'm I'm watching on Netflix. Uh, I know you're watching it too, bro. Luke Cage, mm-hmm. um, amazing show, bro. So uh, I wanted to to talk about you know the lead actor who uh, who plays Luke Cage. He was on on the Breakfast Club recently, um, talking about how difficult it really is to get into acting. You know, you got to really jump through hurdles, um, go through hoops, shake hands with everybody, and he had the uh, opportunity because he he knows that a lot of people get their job through like you know other people uh you know whether it be nepotism or uh just you know being in the right place at the right time but this dude literally had to audition and work hard for each and every role that he's been in um and it's crazy because when the luke cage uh role came up you know he had to beat out like established dudes like terry cruz you know, and all that. So it's crazy that his his hard work, you know, finally paid off. That that really uh inspired me this week. I just found it funny. I I could not imagine Terry Crews being Luke Cage. I feel right? like it was uh, it was I, Terry Crews uh, and Tyrese that he beat out. I'm like, that's this pretty, pretty. I'm glad he won. I'm Terry Crews. I just I, I don't man. I feel like every time you find somebody. No, it's like every time he's finding somebody, I just think of him as like Chris's dad. And everybody is Chris, and he's like, you know, them bullets cost four ninety nine each, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then Tyrese is, uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of Tyrese's acting, but that's a whole different thing and a whole different day. Yeah, um, dang. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I mean, acting is, is a very, it's a very crazy, crazy um profession. You have to really love what you're doing because there's a lot of nights where you you know you don't really have a clear path, and it's like you know Mike Coulter, I believe that's what his name is. Um, he was saying in an interview like you have to really grind, you have to struggle, and you have to really find your avenue, and it is something that you have to be committed to do. And I think a lot of people feel like, oh uh, no, I can act, like you know I'm funny, I can act serious, and I think, but it takes much more than that, like. There's people that have to go to school to perfect that art, and the people who think that you can just walk up on a set and and start acting, you know, you're 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 wrong. I mean, that's just it. Like it, it's a lot of train and mentalness. You have to be a master of your body's um facial expressions and composure. Like there's so much layers that go into it. So I always have tremendous respect for actors and 
you know, it's it's one of those things where if you're really good and you really work hard, you can make it happen. But it's also one of those things where you got to really work hard and you got to make it happen. So, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of actors that quit and there's a lot of people that don't, you know, make it. I mean, <laughs> once again, I, I, I mean, this is a little simple, but, you know, I think Samuel Jackson never got his first role until he was 45 years old. So... Just to give you a, a, an insight, like even these people that are really good that we see now, they had a grind for a long, long time before they actually got to recognize. And if you're not in it for the long haul, man, oh man, you know, you, you don't have a mindset of winning. Exactly. And in such a competitive industry, you got to have that mindset. I know uh, with I know with uh, Mike Coulter, like you said, he took all the jobs while he was trying to pursue his acting career you know like um being a being a waiter um Mm -hmm. different construction jobs like he was going through it and you got to because if you don't have a gig when you're acting it's not like a job you know where you get a paycheck every week you gotta you gotta find a a way to survive and he moves out to la without knowing anyone and you know those la rent prices you can't just survive Mm -hmm. on that you know what i mean so no so it's crazy what you got to do, how much work you got to put in to to achieve your dreams, man. So shout out to, to all these aspiring actors out there. Much respect. Exactly, exactly. Much respect. And, you know, I'm glad for him because now he's making that Marvel money. And for those that don't know, that Marvel money is real good. <laughs> real, real good. Shoot, Marvel and Netflix money. Real. There's always a Netflix original pilot up. I swear Netflix should be throwing cash around. I'm I'm trying to contact them so I can get my own Netflix original. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. There's something that I'm like, yo, I can do a better job than that. Come on, Netflix. Throw me a couple thousand. I'll make you something for the love. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it's all for the games. But, you know, let's let's go to our, our, our main event of the particular episode. And that's the lovely, talented YouTube personality actor, Shayna Douglas. All right, and we have today Miss Shayna Douglas, hey. actress and YouTube personality. Shayna, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Paul? Oh, I'm good. No one ever asked All right, but we're just going to dive into it and kind of, you know, explain uh, a little bit about what you do and, and tell, tell the people what, what they can expect from your YouTube channel. Okay, well, my YouTube channel, honestly, is just me having fun and I guess kind of making fun of just everyday things on YouTube, like beauty gurus and hair channels. I try to, um, and also just make them really funny just because I just try to not take anything that I do seriously, so. (laughs) You're kind of like, uh, you're just like the the kid in the class with with all the jokes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah except i was never that kid in class with all the jokes i actually would like kind of mutter them to myself and someone would probably hear and be like ha, that girl's kind of funny and life goes on <laughs> that, that's a really that's an interesting sad origin story maybe i don't know <laughs> um well i mean of that i guess like what 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 made you turn from the the the, the mumbling joke teller in class to the full blown YouTube personality? Because if you do check her videos out, she's she's a personality. Like there's nothing mumbled in those videos. 
Um, I think it was just that because I'm just kind of like, I do enjoy making people laugh or even just entertaining people in general. And I think that's what drawed me to becoming an actress because it doesn't really feel like work to me. So I was like, why not? And I've been watching a lot of other people on YouTube and they all said the same thing. Like, if someone else can do it, I can do it too. I have no excuses. <laughs> Hashtag no excuses for sure. Exactly. Shout out to Robin. <laughs> I actually said that in one of my videos. And then I heard it on your podcast. <laughs> I should have said, shout out to Emilio and Paul. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Next next one. Next one. Because yeah, yeah. I know you're going to do it again. Oh, yeah. I definitely will. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to get into your acting experience as well. Um, can you kind of explain some of the, you know, how long you've been acting? How'd you get into it? What, what, what made you interested in acting as well? Okay. If you thought my YouTube was a sob story, like (laughs) I actually did not go to school for acting. You, as you guys know, uh, Mm -hmm. since we went to school together and I, I've always had it in the back of my mind. Like I really like entertaining people and just the thought of entertainment just seemed fun to me but I just never pursued it um I think that also contributes to the fact that I'm Caribbean and that's like not a thing so (laughs) I just never thought of it being possible so like towards the end of my college career which probably everyone has like some type of like crisis like what am I going to do next like what do I even like to do I just spent all this time on this major that I don't even really know if I like (laughs) or how would I get a job with a communication degree, you know, like, what is that? (laughs) Um, So, and I was also heartbroken at the time, which actually plays a huge part in this because I would just sit at home and just watch Netflix all day. (laughs) I was just so, so sad. And just randomly one day I was like, you know what? I can do this. I can do what she just did. Actually, I think I can do it better than her. I can play Clarissa Explains It All better than Clarissa. Okay, I look like Clarissa. Why am I not up there? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, that's a throwback, though. (laughs) That is a throwback. She can be better than Clarissa Explains It All. Melissa Joan Hart. That's uh, So what, she inspired you you to to be an actress? Because you made fun of how she was doing it? (laughs) Well, I didn't make fun of it. And I actually had this thought when I was like seven years old but it kind of like re-clicked in my brain when I was like watching Netflix all day every day and I remembered being like in the mirror and I was pretending that I was Clarissa and I was like pretending to talk to uh what's it called a camera (laughs) in the mirror was a camera and I'm just like I had such a bad day you know and I was like you know what I am pretty entertaining people like to watch me and I've been told that by other people that have watched me. Like, you know, I watch a lot of people, even people that are bigger than you, like have more followers, but you're still pretty entertaining. Like, I could watch your video all the way through, where other people, I would just probably shut it off after a while. I'm like, you know what? That makes me feel good. Even if that's like five people, that makes me feel great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, from that origin story, I mean, there's a lot of questions, but I think the one that pops to my mind is like, when you do your YouTube videos, you're kind of your own director, yeah. so you get to do your whole layout, your whole setup, but as an actress, you know, you have to kind of go with the director of that, you know, uh, play or, right. or show, so how do you, I mean, I guess, like, what is the difference between the difference between both, and then how do you kind of play up both to make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, you're still doing a good job? Um, well, first I just want to say that me creating my own YouTube obviously is an art and I'm the artist. I'm the one creating all the content. I decide everything, etc. Whereas me being a actor, I'm creating a service. I'm a service provider. So I think a lot of people should just think about that in, in artistry in general. Um, not even just acting, like whatever your art is, because then you see it in a totally different light. It's like you, you're you expecting that director or that producer or whoever is offering the service, or not offering, the one that is accepting the service, they're supposed to... You got time. Use that UCF education. Oh, yeah. All five years right here in my brain. <laughs> oh my gosh I'm having like a brain fart right now I'm about to put awkward noises in to fill the gaps <laughs> man oh man do y'all remember when, when she was like yo man I have people who watch me tell me that I, they like watching me <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, no, oh my god, I had the thought in my head and it just left. I don't know how to even, okay, I'm just gonna start over. Alright, so we'll ignore that <laughs> past five minutes. It's <laughs> not five minutes. I felt like it. Alright, <laughs> the question was, you are a YouTube personality and right. a actor. How do you differentiate between both with one, you are your own director, while the other one, you are under director's orders and how do you make yourself kind of stand out to where you're doing a good performance with both of them oh yeah now i know what i was gonna say okay <laughs> okay so obviously as youtube i'm the one creating all the content so it's all on me i am the content creator i'm the artist um what i've learned is that you should be an artist second and a service provider first just to kind of build yourself as an artist so by me being an actor, I obviously love acting, but I'm offering a service. And when I offer a service, it is to make that director or that producer's job easier. And how could you undersell and overperform? So that's basically what I do. <laughs> and that's definitely a difference between me because I don't have to impress myself. I kind of just do whatever I want and go off of my audience versus I kind of have to follow, make a story come alive for someone else. Like someone else's story, I have to make it, have them see it. So, Okay. And so what's your, you know, what would you want in an ideal world? Would you want to be, you know, an actress that you know plays a bunch of roles or would you want to be more of a producer director 
and maybe kind of star in your own uh, films? Um, I've actually had a chance to do both, and hmm, I feel like both have their pros and cons. Uh, me making my own YouTube channel and me actually help direct and produce someone else's work. Uh, it's pretty aggravating. <laughs> and But it, it's a lot of work, but it's obviously about the end product. So anything that's easy is not going to be worth it. So that in itself is fun. But at the same time, making my own work feels way more fulfilling. Like, it's my story. It's what I find interesting. And it has my name on it. Um, but again, on the other hand, it's a lot of time and a lot of work. <laughs> but if I had to pick one, I think ultimately I would want to do my own thing and work on my own stuff. Because obviously I want to control everything because I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said, well said. Um and now I guess we want to dabble into a little bit going more in depth with the industry. Now, in particular, I'm sure you've auditioned many a times and you've kind of seen how people get typecast into a role. Could oh, you yeah. kind of describe like, you know, I guess how that happens and what do you do as an actor to kind of avoid being typecast? Um, well, I'm just going to start with how I avoid being typecast is I kind of just apply even though it doesn't really say hey I want this short black girl in my film <laughs> they put all ethnicities and I just kind of go and still submit even though the description says brunette long hair you probably could guess what they're talking about <laughs> but to be honest a lot of casting directors don't even know what they want that's why they make the description so vague and that's why it's always so ambiguous so I think anyone should just take a chance on um, breakdowns if you're an actor or just any type of casting because they don't even know what they want they really just at the end of the day want someone easy to work with and someone that will make them money and if you can show them that in whatever it is that you can bring to the table you still have a shot even if they said they want a brunette and they might cast a blonde so I think you should just go for it. That's how we could kind of like get out of the typecast type of thing. I personally know what my typecast is. <laughs> and I'm honestly not that upset about it. I sound younger. I look younger. I'm a lot older than what it looks like. <laughs> go ahead and uh, explain to listeners how they typecast you. I am typecasted as a teenager, which is fine. Sure. Uh, and I would walk into auditions for like a grown woman role and some of the people at the table were actually pretty candid like look I'm not gonna lie you look a lot younger than I thought you would <laughs> and then that kind of just clicked in my brain like okay uh I'm gonna have to give it all I got because they're already kind of like this girl is probably 16 well, how did she get in here like what is going on <laughs> <laughs> oh man they're like do you want this no now or later <laughs> <laughs> you gotta bring two forms of id some heels yeah. i actually had to do I mean, that once it was ridiculous. Oh, wow. <laughs> they're like oh, as man. beautiful as you are i do not believe that you are you see that birth certificate <laughs> so we know it's here uh, wow. 
Sorry, what was the other part of the question? Did I answer all of it? I don't know. Well, I, I, well, leading off that that good explanation, I guess I want to ask, like, has there ever been, like, one of those aha moments where you were typecasted, but you ended up getting the role? Huh. Yeah. Well, okay. One time I got approached by a director on backstage, something they use. Um, for a lot of actors, they use that site. And he had me audition for this role for a teenager. I was completely not interested because I just... I didn't want to do the teenager thing anymore at that time. And, but I still just went in anyway, because I'm like, whatever. I mean, I'll still just audition just to meet him and all this other stuff. And then I ended up getting a call back um, for that role. And I actually didn't end up getting it. Ah, no, but. Uh, <laughs> but she had a full breakdown. I was like, oh. That's the actor right there. Yeah. Blessing, yeah. blessing the mic. Um, but I actually got a different role in the film. And at first I was really upset because I'm just like, I didn't even want this. And I just went all out my way. And he had me come back so many times. He even liked me. Was going on. But then I just swallowed my pride and was just like, okay, fine. I can take another role. Because he asked me for, oh, would you be okay with just playing this other role? Which only had like a page and a half of lines versus obviously the lead role that I was going for. And um, it actually worked out really well because in the end, after seeing the short film, I said to myself, this was not for me. <laughs> this was not my thing. This was not my scandal. This was not my how to get away with murder. You know what I mean? Like those were roles for those specific women. And this role was specifically for that woman playing a teenager. It wasn't for me. And that's another lesson I've learned the hard way. <laughs> and I was very, very content after that, after seeing everything put together of being that um, supporting role instead of lead. And I was typecasted for sure. Like he saw me and saw 12 year old. So that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to ask about the process of getting into to acting. Um, could okay. you kind of explain to the listeners, you know, who are aspiring to be an actress like yourself, you know, where to start and what they should do to get their name out there? Oh, man, there are so many ways. Let me put you on right now. OK, yeah. so <laughs> um, I was completely drastic, but I was actually. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say blessed. Well, I was basically very, very lucky having family already living here in New York. So I moved from Florida to New York City. No problem because my grandma was here. Um, I would recommend if you can to move to somewhere like New York. You could stay in Florida, but be closer to Miami or L.A., Chicago, like any metropolitan area that's huge. You can easily get into like acting and things like that. It doesn't even have to be those. Like I said, just any huge city. And where I started was I actually started doing background acting. And so at first I was super excited. My first one, it was actually for the Seth Rogen movie that was, I don't know, maybe last Christmas. Um, that Christmas movie. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> oh, man. I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of that. Yeah. Um, that was my first one. And they actually booked me for four days in a row. So it was like a whole week of being on set. And I've never been on a movie set. I've never even seen cameras, none of that. And I ended up being 
around like maybe 200 other actors, well, background actors anyway. And then obviously they have like their own principal actors there too. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, this is it. I'm going to be, you know, so big. And then I realized I'm in the background. So none of that really matters. I mean, but, it kind of says it in the title, right? <laughs> yeah, but I guess if you're just so excited to just start something, you just get really, like, thinking a million miles a minute. So that's basically what I felt. And I overheard someone, actually, that within the background people say, like, oh, I hate when people think just because they do background stuff that they're actors. No, you're just a background actor. You don't have any lines. It's like yeah. She, like, kind of burst my bubble but I was thinking like but aren't you also doing the same thing that I'm doing I don't know okay whatever she, oh. backup roles, that's <laughs> she felt like like I, I own the background right you, you, you just play <laughs> right. she had to get to the front of the background you know oh yeah <laughs> whatever mm. like you're number five or number 110 it doesn't matter but that definitely helped me kind of get used to a set and like see how things work, know the lingo, film. And it definitely motivated me to be the one behind, like not behind the camera, but in front of the camera saying things. Cause I was just kind of in front of the camera, but like way in the left corner. <laughs> and that, well, that was fun because we're still kind of, we're acting or dancing or talking, whatever. It still kind of helps. Also it pays. So it kind of varies within if you're in union or not, but I think I was making like a hundred dollars a day, which is fine. Um, and again, that's how I kind of got into it. Then once I got more comfortable with, I guess, going after acting as in auditioning, I kind of looked up good sites to use. I started using casting networks because it's the cheapest and <laughs> I don't think it is anymore, unfortunately. I think it's probably the same as everything else. But that's a good site for background, especially if you don't have a job and you're kind of just going for acting full time, then you can go and do background that way. And I actually just started applying to actual auditions, like principal roles. And I remember getting one of my first ones, um, and it was in a play. And... I got a pretty, a fairly big role for someone that's never, the last time I've been on a stage was over a year ago, because I did do, like, one play in college, but I'd never really, I, I'm not a theater major, I don't know, like, any theater, anything, <laughs> but I just went for it by just applying on that site, and then um, I ended up being so good that the director asked me to be in another play and then in another one and another one just because I sat down and when she gave me the script I pretty much looked it up and down I started highlighting I started writing like I just became really focused and I watched a whole bunch of videos and how to do certain things and all that and honestly none of that really happened until I got there and Everyone else, I'm not going to lie, they were pretty mediocre, except for this one girl. She was so good. She knew everything within the second day. And I'm like, how could someone be that good? Like, how do you know 60 pages within two days? So, I have like a photo, photographic memory or something. Something. I was like, well, I 
felt yeah. really inspired. Yeah. Like I want to be like her. And honestly, every, everyone could be like her. Like we can all just really focus and be as ambitious as we can be. Even if you don't know anything, you can know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get you. Um, I kind of wanted to dive into that. Cause that's kind of interesting. Like, so did you talk to her about kind of how to memorize a script or, or, cause I know these actors like have pages of pages, especially like a main role. So how yeah. do you, how do you memorize a, sk- a, a script like that? Um, I actually did. Well, I didn't ask, but the director of that play, she actually told everyone a trick on how to memorize lines. And she said, you tape yourself. So you tape your whole script or, you know, whatever scenes you're in. And you would say whose ever line is before yours. And then when yours come up, you say your character's name and you leave it blank. So, hmm. you say your line is, my cat is drowning. <laughs> and the line before it is, what happened to your cat? So I'd be like, Paul, what happened to your cat? Shayna. And then it'd be, like, silent. And then you could keep going. And so when you play it back, you would just say what your line is right in the blank. And that definitely helps because I learned so much doing that technique. Ah, broke it down. And that whole answer was incredible because you get the redemption story. There was some shade in there, too. So really, I mean, bring the kids around. We could all celebrate off that answer. Um, I guess one particular thing that uh, I wanted to ask is <laughs> to the idea of my question. <laughs> it's all good, though. Um, act, actors, they all have like their their uh, their uh, dream role, their their dream thing that they want to do and I, I mean I know earlier you said Carissa explains it all you could do better than that but I, I guess I want to officially ask like what would be like a dream role that you would love to be like the lead in you know I was also asked this question by like my acting teacher and it was weird because I always thought I knew that answer but I don't think that I knew it till yesterday so here it well, is just in time right <laughs> Yeah, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I I like both drama and comedy, but I think I would like to be like in a drama, but as the comic relief. So that way it would be really versatile and it would be like, yeah, I can do all of these things. I have so much range and I can I can kind of create so much versus kind of staying on this dramatic path or staying like being really funny it could be kind of real it could be a dramedy i guess so my dream role would be being in a dramedy mm. on tv, okay. uh, on TV. dangerous role because yeah. they never make it past season three. Oh, <laughs> your girls don't make it your girls always don't make it you better uh-huh. stop telling jokes on set then <laughs> that's the only way you gonna do it. I'm telling you, you look at the roles of all the, the comedic people in seriousness, they're always the first or okay, second. Okay, yeah, well, explain what Will Smith is then. Will Smith. Mike drop. Mike okay. drop. Mike evaporates. Listen, okay. I'm going to say it like this. They, If everyone watched that I Am Legend, where, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but it's been about 15 years. Spoiler If I Am Legend, he ain't make it, and there was national upcry. <laughs> but Will Smith also breaks the mold because he's always the star. You're talking about being like the, the the supportive 
you know, committed person, the person who's like, all right, well, you know, if they if they die, it's going to suck. But I mean, we got this, you know, the show goes on. Mm, I wasn't really thinking of it that way. But I guess that usually if someone is being funny, that they are a supporting role. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want to break that. You want to break the mold? That'd yeah, be good. Yeah. Break That'd them. be really good. Yeah. That'd be good. I think every show needs it. It's just, you know, once these shows get popular and they get into the seasons and they have to, they, they you know, they get out of the, the original storylines. I got to retrend a little bit. That's usually the first thing they go for. But I like how you say, you know what? I'm going to break the mold. I'm going to be so good that they got to keep me. Yeah. Even if I got to come back as a zombie, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's some of your, um, your inspirations? Um... One of my inspirations that has been one of my inspirations since I was like 16 is actually Carrie Washington. Um, and I think at first I was kind of just intrigued by her because I'm like, who is this black woman in this white magazine? It was like, it, I think it was US or us. I don't know how to say that magazine. And <laughs> they were just like keeping tabs on her life. And I'm just like, why are they keeping tabs on this specific woman? Why? And then, so I watched some of her movies. And obviously, one of the first that got really big was in, um, what was it, Save the Last Dance? That's what it's called, I think. Uh, (laughs) I did not not even know she was in that movie, so. (laughs) Yeah, she was, uh, she had a baby. And she was pretty much telling the white girl, hey, you don't know what it's like to be me. And then the other girl, other girl, what is her? Bianca Lawson. I'm really horrible with remembering old movies. But <laughs> um, she was also like, got better memory than me. Yeah, and she was like, uh, you just can't sit with us. And um, so she basically tried to dance her way into their hearts. <laughs> this white girl in this black neighborhood. Um, so yeah, Carrie Washington was in there. She had a wig on and she was a little darker, but she was there. All right. Wow. <laughs> I just feel really inspired by her because I feel like she portrays exactly what I would like to see on TV. Someone that is versatile, who's not afraid to look weak, but also portrays that she's strong too. And not scared to show her feminine side, but also showed all of this range of, I have layers. It's wonderful. And I think she's portrayed that in her career. Like, each role that she gets, gets her farther into explaining exactly who she is. All right. Well, I think that's a definitely standout answer. And uh, <laughs> I want to get to a another, another question that's really important. So, haven't brought it up yet, but you actually listened to one of our earlier episodes yeah. with Miss Jerrica Long, Know Your Worth. Yeah. And you actually use what she said to where you don't take no for an answer. And you kind of have your own, like, redemption, you know, I'm going to do this story. Could you, like, share with us, like, what it was? (laughs) Actually, it's another sad story. So thank you, Emilio, for um, bringing my tears. Uh (laughs) (laughs) It's what I'm here for, right? (laughs) I remember having this specific audition for this specific TV um, Uh, showcase and I just remember being unprepared beyond belief like I and I just couldn't even remember how or why I just felt like I had nothing 
<laughs> but I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do everything that I always do. I'm going to good. I'm ready. Da, da, da. And then once I get in there, I just completely blank and I don't know any of my lines and I just look like a crazy person. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a terrible audition, but it was not good. And I could tell it wasn't because if they 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 tell you what exactly you're gonna do, and then you only do half of what they said you're gonna do, you didn't do too good. So <laughs> I ended up only reading one of the two sides that they gave me. And even after my audition, the woman taping me, she was like, "That wasn't so bad, right?" <laughs> and that indicates to me she knew that I was nervous. And to be nervous in an audition and to have other people notice that you're nervous. It's kind of a bad sign because then they're going to think, oh, well, she's nervous in this audition. She's going to be nervous on set. And we don't need her to waste our time. Like, we don't need her to not know lines and forget and all this other stuff. So then I kind of just bolt out of there like, okay, great, thanks, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember just going over in my head like, I should have studied way more for this. I completely downplayed this audition because they picked me out of hundreds of people and I did not try my hardest so it was really really upset I kind of beat myself up for it for a little bit but then I realized you know what I should be glad that they even chose me like again I'm one of I don't know a handful of people that they could have picked and I learned what not to do just by being in that room just by talking to other people just by researching okay this is what you do this is what you don't do and I actually came across a specific intensive class with that same network with one of their casting associates so I was like you know what I'm gonna take that intensive because even though he probably already seen me before I'm gonna show that initiative like yeah, I know I messed up, but here, I'm trying to make it right, okay? Like, just let me in your class, okay? Like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I just go there, and out of everyone in the class, it was interesting to me to realize, like, I got three tries to do my slide, and everyone else got, like, one or two. And that kind of motivated me because I'm like, okay, clearly this casting associate thinks that I need way more help <laughs> and that's okay like I just swallowed my pride a little bit but it was fine I learned a lot just by kind of just going for it and not accepting that no had I accept that no I would have never taken that class I would have never because I would feel so embarrassed and humiliated which I still did but <laughs> I still took it anyway <laughs> wow that was a uh... Oh, it's a serial bowl full of tears answer right there. <laughs> well, <laughs> on a on a on a on a better note, uh, let's let's get you into uh, the, the the two question scramble that we have. So the first question, um, what would be ways that the audience or the people can oh, contact you? Oh, what a good-looking question! They can contact <laughs> me at facebook.com/slash Sheena Douglas and the letter the letter no. The number one. Ding. <laughs> you can also check me on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Shayna Shortcake. Shayna, C-H-A-Y-N-A, Shortcake. I don't, okay, you know how to spell that. And yeah, 
soundtrack to the whole thing. She even produces her own sound effects. All right. <laughs> right? I mean, you could just you just get it all with her. And then I guess the last thing up before we uh get you up out of here would be what would be the last parting words of wisdom you want to leave our audience? Never give up. Never surrender. Um, that's all I got. So you can just that. Oh, man, I don't know. Let's just let's just add some sounds to make it more epic. How about say it one more time? Just say it one more Never time. Never give up. Never surrender. There you go. We'll make that. <laughs> we'll make that a little bit more uh, more momentum. <laughs> and define them for us so we just want to thank you so much for being on this very unique episode of educate hustle oh yeah we we appreciate you so much for stopping by and lighting up the mood and and just telling us how it is in the actor world and we're rooting for you here me and paul definitely rooting for you you were rooting for me that's great (laughs) <laughs> this ain't an audition you can relax <laughs> See, this, is, this is you know uh, this is lines, of, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> lines of coke are bad kids no. <laughs> no you know what now that I'm an actor people are going to really believe you so I really don't think they should say that you're right lines <laughs> of coke are bad and Shana knows because she doesn't do it so <laughs> yeah. there you go Everyone, matter of fact just you know just <laughs> there you go now <laughs> We appreciate you so much. It's, it's been a great episode, and we look forward to hearing about your future endeavors. Yay! Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. And there you have it, folks. Miss Shayna Douglas doing her best acting impression. Emilio, what you think, man? That was... You know, we we've both known Shayna from our early freshman days at UCF, and I guess I had a hope that we were gonna come in there and it might be just a normal interview. But of course, with her, that's never the case. And it was just very, it was a different interview for our, our audience, but it was still a good interview. And I think she really brought that uniqueness of being an actor, and you know, she lived out what she was telling us. Where you know, I, I, I'm like that awkward, mumbling, funny kid, and she kind of lived like she had the mic in front of her, and that's what she brought to the table. So. I think it was really entertaining. I think it was really great to have. And it's definitely fun to be in those type of interviews, especially after, you know, we usually do a little bit more of a serious, inspirational. She was more of a serious, but at the same time, very loose, very, very, uh, I'm trying to think of the term, but, you know. You sound like our guest. <laughs> I know. She, she brought it to me. I was, I was like, I'm trying to think of the term. She's very, very like you know. She she's able to laugh at herself. There you go. She's able to laugh at herself. So that that's always a good energy to have. Yeah, man. I, I think uh, she definitely put her acting skills on display. You know, a lot of you know funny. Like she likes to do comedy roles and also you know just spontaneous. So I enjoyed it, man. I'm, I hope that people did too. Exactly. But you know what's not spontaneous? Your favorite part. Of this show, which y'all been waiting for. <laughs> How you, yes, you, can reach us. Educate Hustle can be reached with a variety of different means on social media. We are on Snapchat at Educated Hustle. That's Educated Hustle, all one word. There we post snaps, give a little behind the scene things of inspiration to get you throughout your week. 
We are also on Instagram at Educated Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educated Hustle Podcast. You'll see pictures and other things to let you know how we are getting through the week and to inspire you. We are also available on Facebook. All you have to do is go to Educated Hustle. Two words. Once again, that's Educated Hustle. You know you reached the right place because you'll see that logo that you all know and love. And last but never least, I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> had to rewind. <laughs> Before I begin the plugs, I have to begin another plug. If you like what you hear and you really feel like this show can make a difference, please leave a review and rate us please 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 it only takes a few minutes of your time leave a review rate us because that's how we move up the charts and that's how we get better guests which in turn makes a better show so if you can especially you iphone users ios operating systems please 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 do us the favor of leaving a review. Anyways, now back to the regularly scheduled plugin. We are also on Twitter at educated underscore hustle. Once again, that is educated underscore hustle. There we do tweets, interactions. That's honestly the quickest, quickest way to interact with us because we are always tweet watching and ready to respond with anything fire related. <laughs> and then last but never certainly least, if you feel like we made a tremendous difference. We have this emotional feedback you want to give, or you just want to be on a show or figure out ways to collab. You can reach us at EducatorHustlePodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is EducatorHustlePodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And as always, you got to, you know, lead the people out. So give them what they came for. People, people, I really hope that, like our guest Shayna Douglas today, that you are able to live life with a spirit of just being happy. She laughed a lot. She played a lot, but she also got work done seriously. And You know, I've known her for a long time, so that's really her. That's not her acting. She's that up and down, that, you know, just personality. And, you know, she brings a lot to the table, but that's the type of... of, of ever you want to live life with you know life's not as complicated as you make it as a one of our uh, hosts in this show says <laughs> so she lives that to a, a great tea and she's able to laugh at herself and not take herself so seriously and it's helped get her far in life so that's one thing you got to learn to do you know be able to laugh don't have to be serious all the time and you can still pursue your dreams and that success but you know don't be afraid to take that breath some days and be like ah, you know what it's pretty funny when I think about it. So that's my that's my whole thing for the people this week. Go out there and find something to laugh at. And as always, you got to stay educated and keep hustling.